Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Hi, and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm David Harvey. I'm a Senior Investment Analyst at Wealth Within. Last time I spoke to you about uh, Australia's official interest rates, and I guess the the key thing there is that where we've got interest rates at about 3% uh, compared to, say, some of the other countries which are much lower, um, that I guess in some ways it means that we're paying a lot more for our dollars. But on the other hand, there are we've got considerable benefits over some of the other economies around the world. And I spoke to you about that in terms of at least we've got some flexibility on the downside if, for example, things go more pear-shaped than they are at the moment. Uh, whereas if you've got economies like the US, which has zero, pretty close to zero for their official cash rate, they don't have much room to move, do they? And so therefore, from that point of view, that having that official interest rate of 3% is in fact giving us a, two benefits. One of them is that um, by being so much higher than the other economies around the world, it means that other economies are going to invest in the Australian dollar rather than other monies um, because of our interest rate. And that's really why historically we've actually kept our interest rates pretty high. But on the other hand, we've still got flexibility on the downside. But but the way that things are unfolding at the moment, it seems with all of the stimulus that's been spent, um, that this global implosion that was projected now seems to be a bit more under control. But nonetheless, that I'm not sure that we've seen the end of that. Uh, we have to accept what our leaders tell us. But at the same time, I think you can remain just a little bit uh, cautious about that. But nonetheless, we can't live our lives uh, in the shadow of uh, or, or freezing us from action because of concern about these sort of things. We just need to understand them and work with them. And I suspect that more than likely that the interest rate is now going to be going up rather than down. But nonetheless, I think that we've still got to see how the next six months unfolds. And uh, if it unfolds as uh, we're thinking, then I think that, that that will be the case and official rates will probably start to increase, say, about February of next year, as I guess. But nonetheless, that's, that's, that's a sort of a backdrop and that's sort of, that deals with the financial system. But what actually is, actually is happening in the real economy? So far, and I, I touched on this a bit last time, so far the global downturn has really been pretty kind to Australia, I think you'd have to have to admit. And uh, I think that's been a function of perhaps uh, a good dose of the China effect in that uh, over the last decade that China has buying, been buying an enormous amount of resources from Australia and it's meant that the previous government uh, has been able to salt away a lot of money in the coffers and we got ourselves into a res- in a better financial position or a house was in a lot better financial position than many around the world, particularly in America, which has dragged everyone down. Um, so therefore, from the China effect, we had strong export for our resources, and that meant that going into the government coffers was a lot of money on royalties, tax, etc. So this created then a big war chest uh, for Kevin to spend. But that war chest, I think, we don't want to lose sight of the fact that that's our money that they're spending. But nonetheless, that uh, they were able to accumulate quite a lot of money for moving forward. So that meant then that uh, the government was able to spend... Uh, stimulus packages, direct and indirect, to help uh, get things uh, or to keep things moving. But I guess that the downside of this uh, big spend is that 
we've got a huge debt for future generations and uh, that's going to have to be handled down the track. But I guess the key thing is, is to keep things moving long enough for the real economy to start to kick in. And uh, I guess that's the real trick that the G20 are considering at the moment is, uh, do we stop spending now? Or, and if not now, when should we stop spending? Because the more they spend, the bigger the debt down the track. The less they spend now, they might just pull up just a bit short and therefore it, it doesn't quite kick along as they're wanting. But nonetheless, the people in charge have probably not been in this situation before, so you can understand there's a lot of uh, uncertainty and some courage required in making these decisions. I think the other thing for Australia is that our banks are pretty well capitalised, and that is from two two effects that they've actually gone out and got more equity. And uh, the other thing is the banks have actually support, so the government has supported the banks to the tune of guaranteeing deposits, which means that there's not a run on the banks. And therefore, that won't happen in terms of failure of banks because of that. And I think the other thing is that the, the Australian banks have probably been just a little bit more conservative than, say, say American and uh, British banks in the past, and therefore that's actually kept us a bit protected in terms of their lending practices. So I think from that point of view that things are looking pretty good. But I guess that the, the key thing is that might be of a concern moving forward, and this is really an economic effect, is that if the economy doesn't pick up quickly, and there is some prospect that it may not, it means then that the current underutilisation of, of employees won't pick up, and that means then that what will happen is that the money will be transferred I guess one of the key things for the Australian economy is being able to keep the unemployment under control. Now, with the stimulus spend, that's supposed to improve the economy. And then once it starts to kickstart, it'll start re-employing. But if this doesn't occur quickly enough, it means then that people who are currently being able to make their payments on their mortgages uh, may suddenly start to become under mortgage stress, say in about six months' time, if things haven't improved. Because most of us can actually keep going for a little while um, on reduced income, but uh, things start to catch up after a while. So what might happen then is that in, say, over the next six months, that we find that uh, people become under mortgage stress, they then have to uh, stop making their payments, and then that might then impact on the property values, and the property values in turn will impact on the balance sheet of the banks, which then will put the, ba the banks under a lot of stress. And so therefore, we might find that over the next four to six months that we might find a lot of, or maybe even earlier, we may find that banks come under a lot of uh, pressure in terms of balance sheets, and therefore they might uh, cause a, a fairly strong pullback in the overall market. But that's sort of all ahead of us, really, and I suppose speculation at this stage. But I guess that's the idea that I'm wanting to just give you some thoughts about how things might play out down the track. And uh, I guess that this is all just going to be worked through over the next over the next six months. So I thought that I'd just leave those thoughts with you. And uh, I think there's no reason to panic. But nonetheless, I think uh, you just need to, to be uh, cautious in your investment decisions. And uh, I hope you have a great week. This is David Harvey signing off from Talking Wealth. I look forward to catching you next time. Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. To learn how you too can maximise your investment returns, call 1300 SHARE TRADE.